Hey Gophers, we'd love to talk to you about a super cool job opportunity for the summer with Serve Minnesota. If you haven't heard of Serve Minnesota, they are the state hub for AmeriCorps and they offer paid service opportunities. Last summer, they launched the Emergency Response Initiative that helped provide relief during the pandemic to a range of local organizations that needed it. Over 200 people served last summer and it'll be even bigger this summer with 700 positions available. There are also over 2,000 service positions opening in the fall. If you're looking to make a difference in your community and earn some money, go to serveminnesota.org to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Between Two Gophers, but we're not that anymore. We're going through an identity crisis, a rebrand, might be big pot on campus soon. Hard to tell. Probably, Stay yeah. tuned. That means you have to come back. Yes. Um, anyway, I am one of your hosts, Gemma Keeler. And I am your other host, Lucas Levin, and we have a special guest with us today because we're not, you know, we're not alone today. We're going to have uh, Spencer Quast with us right now. Spencer, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Hey, everybody. How's it going? My name is Spencer. As you just found out, I'm currently <laughs> junior um, here at the U, um, studying public and nonprofit management along with marketing and art. And yeah, I'm excited to be here today. Wow, you kind of got, kinda okay. got like a, a wide, a wide range of uh, topics there under your belt. Also, a very good like I don't know. You could be a newscaster. No, it's got it. a little bit Let's of an go. elevator pitch. It's got <laughs> a little bit of an elevator pitch ready to Too go. Too kind. Too kind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, like what? So can you maybe just go into a little bit about like what you are kind of studying and like how that kind of relates to yourself and all that? Like said my two the two the two majors I'm um, majoring in is public and nonprofit management, which is one, and then marketing, which is the second. And that's kind of just a reflection of where I've been at my whole life. I've always been um, big into the service aspect. And I came into college uh, kind of searching uh, for a, a major degree where I can really connect my passion for like kind of changing the world around me and uh, my education. And that's where I found the nonprofit degree. Um, so I've really been loving learning about just like the the public aspect to it, the the political aspect of the nature of the U.S. right now, which is very interesting but also frustrating in the same sense mm-hmm. um, but no I love that I love that major and then I also got the marketing one which has kind of been a little reflection and a little tie into the art minor as well uh, I've been super big into just like photography graphic design but also just big people person um, so that's where the marketing aspect comes in I love working with people and I love reaching out and connecting with others so um, I know marketing is a huge field but <laughs> That's really where I found myself. The art minor oh, is yeah. kind of for fun to keep myself sane, but yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah. I feel like a lot of people, when they hear marketing, they think of like strategy and numbers, but it's always like not, it's a lot of it's like branding and like figuring out like a kind of look in market. I mean, it's, it's literally finding your market. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, yeah. So it's kind of cool that you're doing like art with it. I feel like that definitely supplements it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, again, it's a good mix, but they also tie together a little bit. And it's definitely um, two different crowds when I'm going to my art classes yeah. versus my art <laughs> classes. Yeah. <laughs> Would you my say you're really... Go, go for it, Gemma. Go for it, Gemma. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. My girlfriend's in College of Science and Engineering, and she loves art, too. And so she's been taking, like, art classes, liberal education classes, and she just tells me the vibe is so fucking different. She'll be like, yeah, my professor is, like, do not give a shit in my, like, child psych class or anything. And, like, um, if I just turn something in, I get 100%. But then in CSE, she gets, like, 
a 50 just for doing amazing work. I don't know. It's yeah. funny as hell. <laughs> That's funny. Love. I was going to ask, who do you, who do you think you relate to more? Um, in, in, in each crowd, do you think you relate to the, the, the marketing or the, or the art crowd more? Ooh. Oh, so much so the art crowd. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you guys a little bit more, but like, I'll talk shit about the marketing kids right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that's kind of like I'll talk to us a little bit more later. But um, president of Net Impact, which is a student org within Carlson, but we all joke that it's like all the Carlson kids that shouldn't be Carlson kids. Okay, yeah, that's a good. That's good. A, you know, that's really that actually segues perfectly because I was going to ask like, um, what other like extracurricular activities do you do besides you know just I've whatever but net impact is kind of what we brought you here for so do you kind of want to talk about like what net impact is for sure um so net impact as a whole is a global nonprofit, and they've got chapters in businesses they've got chapters in graduate schools they've got chapters in undergraduate schools i just so happen to be involved with the undergraduate chapter here at the university of minnesota and um Pretty much the mission of Net Impact is to take what you're learning in the classroom, your education, and connect it with how you can make a difference in the real world with your career. Um, so whether that's sustainability, incorporating more sustainable practices, or even like advocating for um, just just treating the environment better within the, the whole world, uh, a huge, huge aspect of that is corporate America, because we're getting so much of our carbon footprint produced through um, like big corporations and their supply chain. But the other side of that is social justice, obviously, and there's that's a huge umbrella within itself, whether that's, um, you know, we've worked with homelessness in Minneapolis or um, right now a big thing is just equality. We got a, we got a lot of uh, injustices happening around us. So just supporting voices that are suppressed and being allies. So it's 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 a huge umbrella that we take under and there's so many different aspects that we approach it under, but we're pretty much here to give the students a platform to take what they're learning and give them the opportunity to, to change the world using their education. So I've been involved that. with it. Um, I don't remember at this point. <laughs> I think this is my third year. That's me uh, Studio U, or I'm like, I don't even know how long I've been doing yeah. this. <laughs> you were born a member of Studio yeah, U. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Straight up, straight up. No, you kind of just lose track after a while. And I've had so many different board positions and this this current semester, I find myself as president, so. Oh, hell yeah. Hello. Somebody at the top, we love it. Um, okay, so I love the initiative of the group and everything. And so how do you guys like kind of go about with, or go about engaging with those topics? Like what does your outreach look like? What are your meetings look mm -hmm. like, I guess? Like what, how do you implement all the things you're talking about? So I think at like the fundamental level, it's just, it's very important to realize that as a student body, we're not the most diverse group ever. Um, mm -hmm. So understanding that our perspectives are all very much so not universal to the, the large majority and there's a lot of experiences that we can't speak on. Yeah. Um, so a big part of that is bringing individuals in who can speak on that, whether that's leaders within the nonprofit sector or um, experts, so like professors that are experts within the realm, or that even means like leaders of for-profit organizations, just bringing in those diverse backgrounds and identities that can speak on some of these issues through a lived and experienced rather than like a learned of experience. So I know oh, that's yeah. kind of very broad. No, that's <laughs> a good very, It's a very presidential answer to our question, it is. Spencer. <laughs> 
his press person is briefing him like yeah right he's literally yeah he's side. reading off a teleprompter right now <laughs> no literally <laughs> no i'm just kidding but got no. you guys got got you guys in one ear and my, my yeah. teleprompter. <laughs> as it should be as it should um, be um, so you kind of discussed, I mean, you said social justice and sustainability, but you also kind of talked about how it's taking like what you're studying and applying it to a greater as- world yeah. aspect, right? So is it just sustainability and, and, and social justice or like, let's say like, you know, um, I don't know, like Gemma's an education major, like what if she like went into the group and like, how would that necessarily like work with it? Or even like a, like a, like a CFANS agricultural science. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess these are very global topics i'm kind of i'm talking about education and, and, agriculture, and agriculture which are huge so, i'm trying to think yeah. of something that's not very huge at all i can think of <laughs> giant topics <laughs> um, i don't know um i was all i could think of was like maybe like design or clothing but i that's yeah. still maybe theater still in maybe theater's a good one like what if someone like a theater major came in and they were like because that's that can be a very local or global thing depending mm-hmm. on what it is but it's very you know, localized subjects, like kind of like, how does your group work with that or stuff like that? If, if my question makes sense after me rambling. Yeah, no, that's perfect. 30 seconds. And that really reflects on um, what we've been really focusing on as of these past few semesters is just growing that community because our community is something we just like so, so, so pride ourselves on. I've met some of my best friends through the org. Cause like I said, it's like, it's all the individuals who are like, okay, so I'm in college, but all the kids around me just care about money and climbing the corporate ladder. And that is yeah. not me. Like I yeah. care about the world. I want to, I want to do something. I want to be a part of the change. Yeah. And so our community is what we really pride ourselves on. And I feel like it's a community that really pushes each other mm-hmm. to do more and be more. So it's almost like a so part of the platform we're sharing is almost a, ah, um, it's almost like, it's almost like a mindset we're kind of sharing, uh, to understand that, yeah, you can you can incorporate sustainability within whatever organization you're in, whether it's like uh, making sure your the the products you're using are more sustainable, whether they're recyclable or not, or compostable. But it's also like sharing that lifestyle. So you can incorporate sustainability within your own lifestyle, whether that's um, eating less meat or um, not using single-use plastic or you know thrifting more for your clothes. But it's also like how how can you be a better ally to uh, more diverse identities and those who may uh, mm. suffer through injustices that you may not personally yeah. uh, suffer through? But it's it's yeah, like I'm saying, it's a it's a mindset of being able to see the world and see the opportunities to help others around you. Right. So you guys like aren't only saying, like a group that just like does different outreach. You also kind of are like I don't want you guys also like. Um, a group that talks about how you can help within your own community or within your own major right so it's yes. like how, how yes. do you improve within the, mm. the field that you're studying rather than just being oh. like um we're gonna you know have a meetup and help out the homeless or pick up trash <laughs> you know what i mean on, yeah right cool that's awesome that's that's amazing it. yeah that's a really that's really cool um so I was going to ask something cool and I forgot it. So that's fun. Oh, um, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh I was going to say me and Gemma a while back. It's actually kind of funny. We, we oh, did, a, we did, we did an episode where we talked about um, fashion and sustainability. Cause we talked about how we're both big on thrifting. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, do you want to talk a little bit more about like what sustainability is and like how we see it every day? Kind of like how we talked about thrifting or. 
or like what of are course. some yeah cool go for it i love it um so shameless <laughs> plug for the the instagram brand uh friend and i started it came together who are both super into thrifting we're like let's kind of share this platform with some more people because as you guys know um thrifting is becoming like in style but there's a bunch of brands that are like jumping on the vintage wave so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like urban and american eagle selling vintage oh, yeah. graphic tees yeah like that it's like, anyways, it's uh, like a really yeah. thin cotton t-shirt with Literally. like a faded like logo of coca-cola on it and they're like yeah still produced with like terrible practices but they're like no guys it's vintage like Vin- buy this shit vintage is having a t-shirt with cool colors on it and oh. incorrect spelling of the word your because i have a t-shirt that does that exactly no. and it's no. vintage oh oh my mm. goodness <laughs> uh to answer your question um sustainability within your own life I think a big thing for some people is uh, they don't feel the need to incorporate sustainability within their own life because they, they view it as the aspect of it is, it is big business, big corporations that are contributing to the majority of our carbon footprint, uh, which, which in turn is true. But if you look at it from a more holistic approach, um, it's more of a culture change that we need. And the culture mm-hmm. starts with the grassroots, that's you and me. Because um, we are the future of the leaders of these organizations. We are the future workers of these organizations. So it can start with you and me having these conversations about how you can be more sustainable within your life. And that carries on to when you're in your adult world, working whatever job you may be, um, you're continuing to have those conversations with the right people and um, spreading that, that, that similar mindset of together, we can make a difference. It's not about my life, but it's about what we can do together. Yeah. And then sooner or later it's going to trickle to the people in power and if you change the if you change the, the culture the community at that the very grassroots level it's gonna it's gonna translate up at some point and that's the belief we need to hold on to um i don't know if that was exactly no, no that's amazing yeah and so then just like i love that you're highlighting i don't know i think there is a perception that it's just like a young fad to be sustainable or like lives more sustainably and like thrift your clothes and like use less plastic and shit and it i don't know sometimes it does like feel like uh once we're actually adults though we're not gonna fucking do this anymore but like it's so important to know that like we should even though it's not just like a young thing um so i did want to ask like how can the average person be more sustainable like what the fuck can we do to actually implement that in our own lives i don't know yeah i love that question um okay so a lot of people first thing to think of is like i don't want to go vegan um, <laughs> yeah oh, <laughs> oh boy Spencer, you have no idea how topical that is for people who don't who have listened to last week's episode um we recorded them the same day so <laughs> It's last not. episode we, we talked about veganism a little bit but not but not but not in a, not in a bad way lucas just got way. canceled by some vegans i got canceled by some vegans at work because i said that we don't have a ton of vegan options and they were like you are they anti-vegan rioted. and we're, they no they didn't riot they just big missing i think there was a big miscommunication when i said we don't have a ton of vegan options uh-huh. so now anyway, you're talking like the just, president of a fucking corporation okay I, Hey, hey, this, I'm not the one being interviewed right now, okay? Let's just, all right. Anyway, let's go back. 
So the average person doesn't have to go completely vegan, cold turkey. What no. can they do if they, if they don't want to go <laughs> cold, vegan? Cold, Vegans are great. They can go vegan. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of nervous on how I approach this now. No, <laughs> you're good. You're fucking better be. No, we They're love everywhere. vegans. The, the walls, we the ears love have, vegans. What? The walls have ears, the ears have eyes. That's what I was going to say, but it didn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Okay. What were we going to say, Spencer? Okay, so uh, I think is this what we're saying, but you don't have to go be completely vegan to live a sustainable lifestyle. Um, Ours. Being more sustainable can look like a lot of different things. Uh, First and foremost, it can look like knowing how to compost. There's so many things that we throw away in the trash that can easily be composted. Um, And that's more than just food waste. There's so many other things you can look at as well. Um, and a basic Google search will give you lists on lists on what can be composted. And yeah. uh, a lot of cities will provide composting services. So that's another thing a little quick little Google search can help out with. Back into the diet though, um, even if you're not vegan, you can still implement more ve- uh, more sustainable practices into your mm-hmm. diet. So like eating less meat. Meat is a very water heavy, carbon heavy process. So mm-hmm. just cutting down a little bit makes a huge difference. Yes. Um, that's just one example of different ways you can get to, and there's so many um, different myths and just ways people think about uh, dieting in a sustainable mm-hmm. fashion that are just completely construed. But um, milk alternatives, I know as college students, oh, yes. the, the milk alternatives are usually pricier, but there's a lot of at home ways you can, you know. I think you make oat milk pretty simple. Yes, my roommate makes oat milk and it's a hilarious really? process. Yes, she takes oats and puts them like on a fucking t-shirt, which looks hilarious and so <laughs> stupid, but it, it turns out really good. I, so I, I went vegetarian this year and I only drink I drink alter I only drink alternative milk. Um but Spencer, are you vegan? I am not. You're not vegan. All right. Ooh, so no, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. How fucking dare you? Um, Just kidding. Yeah, that's so that's so great. Um, I think yeah, a lot of people like I used to, you know, I think a lot of people, I mean, they don't understand like how easy it is to actually like take out some of the stuff. Like I went vegetarian mostly because my girlfriend was vegetarian is vegetarian. Yeah. And it's just easier for us both to do it that way, but also I, it prevents me from spending money on fast food because I don't mm. buy meat. I just don't. Like, I never go to the grocery store. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy a sirloin steak today and cook it. Like, that's just not what I do. <laughs> so, by like, yeah. going vegetarian, I also prevent myself from buying fast food. Spending money. We spending stand. money. And so, I also, because of my girlfriend, she, I guess she's improved me so much as that. Um, oh, my God. I, I know, right? Well. I, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, I'm not. Is that, um, and now I thrift, like every single item of clothing, even things that are furnishing my room right now are, are completely thrifted. Like my TV in the back is, is, was $25 at Savers. Like, Hell it, yeah. and that was one of the things that me and Gemma talked about was that how sustainable it is the thrift. And I think is, is like, yeah. when I was in high school, I was like, yeah, I'll get like some thrifted pieces, but like pants and like jackets and like all that stuff, like has to be like from H&M, which is fucking ridiculous because H&M has the trashiest fucking clothing. Yeah, it literally does. You're going to um, split those fucking pants in two weeks. So. I admit, that's what would happen every yeah. time. And you're like, oh, it must just be me. I should keep buying them. That's, and that's, that's how the fashion industry fucks with your brain. 
but yeah but like this kind of feeds into the idea of like because i was like that until i had literally somebody fundamentally change my perspective on how i view these things <laughs> and you kind of talked about earlier spencer how you just need to change the culture you need to teach differently so like how do you get started yeah. even doing that like how do you yeah. get people to do that it's oh, a big question, and I know you're not the question. spokesperson of all sustainability, which no, I did not mention. Spencer, but there's Spencer a student, is the spokesperson. Spencer is, a, is, is the president of a student group that focuses on sustainability. He does not, he cannot speak for all sustainable practices. No, he does. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> you will you're be held uh, legally accountable. Yep. Absolutely. Every word that you say will be used against you in court. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Oh, anyway. Well, like, what are, I guess, what are some, I mean, like, you know, you have a student group like net impact like that's one way like what are some you know other ways of doing it would you say so like to preface that question i i think it's important to understand like there's so many different ways to incorporate sustainability within your life and i'm not even yeah. gonna cover like a fraction of them oh that's totally fine um thrifting here we go i love this um so as y'all know it's becoming super trendy to be a thrifter and stuff like that um, which is cool because like it's way more sustainable but a lot of people are kind of there's still a lot of people hesitant about it because they're like I don't want to I don't want to put in the effort of walking through a thrift store and I never find anything mm-hmm. yada 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 well I also have the answers for you and also like people <laughs> love wearing people love wearing name brand which is like just fine but was, at the same time I wear so I, much Tommy Hilfiger and so much stuff that I got at thrift shops that's exactly. the thing exactly. I, I got my roommate a $30 like primo leather jacket that like Tommy Hilfiger leather jacket. And it was just like at a thrift shop hanging out. And exactly. I was like, it's not that hard to find shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Keep going. And you don't want, if you don't want to go to thrift stores, uh, I, I hate to break it to you, but like eBay and Depop are popping yes. right now. Yes. And Which brings us so to our easy. sponsor. No, I'm saying, I, wish, I fucking wish. Oh my God, that would be so I fucking mean, cool. If we were no. sponsored by eBay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Anyway, but yes, you do not have to leave your fucking room to thrift. Oh, yeah. Not at all. I, at I mean, all. I, I can't tell you how many times I've taken, like, people to go thrifting with me, and they'll walk through it like it's a department store. Like, they're trying to yeah. find, like, the specific thing that, and I'm like, when you thrift, you kind of negotiate a little bit. You kind of go, yeah. like, oh, is this yeah. going to work? And you go, I don't know if it's going to work, but you buy it because it's three fucking dollars. And then you put it on, you're like, I can make it work. It's yeah, a lot of kind of like figuring shit. out what your style kind of would be. And like my entire outfit is 100% thrifted, 100%. Yeah. Everything I'm wearing. It's like, it's once you get into it and once you kind of like start doing it, like all my dishes are thrifted. Like everything is, oh. I don't, a big I don't one. I'll go, I'll people, go crazy. sleep on the dishes. Do you want to talk about the dishes? Oh my God. Do you want to talk about the dishes, Spencer? Do you want to talk about it? Man, I just like, that's. Uh, one one and one it's just there's so many cool things that you can find within the dish mugs there's so many cool mugs oh I've gotten. Mm. and like i don't know why silverware and dishes are so expensive they just are. thrift them so exactly. much cheaper. i yep, got all my silverware and like measuring cups for like five bucks mm-hmm. yeah so easy it. so much cheaper and the thing and one of the things that we talked about which i know you can you can definitely um talk more about on is the fact um um that like well, what, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, that there's no, that there's like no shortage of this stuff, right? Because it's constantly being tossed or thrown into landfills. Do you want to talk more about that? Yeah. So when 
I'm gonna I'm gonna drop her name when Emma, who's the friend I run like our little business with. Oh, cool. When Emma first approached me about like doing this and everything, I just like reselling because we both went thrifting so so much. So we're like, let's let's share this platform with some other people that just don't have the 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 drive to go in person like we do. Um. So what like a big consideration when we were first talking to people about it was like, oh, you're taking you're taking clothes away from. Uh, low-income people or like the homeless and uh, the fact of the matter is Goodwill throws away a large majority of their stuff like there's so much of the donations that they get that are going to landfills yeah Um, so (laughs) Lucas like what you're saying there's no short in the least Um, it is practically an endless supply at this point yeah which is scary but uh, you know we can all do our part to give some new homes to some of these pieces of clothing Exactly. I love it. And so then when we talk about like changing the culture and like changing generally like ideas about sustainability, I did want to bring up that like, I'm sure you have the same thoughts, but sustainability is kind of a nuanced topic because it does have pretty classist implications sometimes because obviously some people don't have the means to do these sustainable things and some people are way more affected by like climate change and stuff like that um, than I personally am. I'm not going to speak for the group, but I don't know. Do you want to talk a little bit on that, Spencer, and like what your thoughts on it are, I guess? <laughs> so that's, Again, that's, you're not the expert. Sorry. Okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, but I'll, I'll speak on what I can. Um, a big part of sustainability that people do not consider is the intersectional nature of it, um, mm-hmm. meaning that there, there are groups out there that suffer exponentially more than I do as a middle-class white American. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, a big a group that we've been working with for a, about the past year at this point is the East Phillips neighborhood um, in Minneapolis. And oh, the East yeah. Phillips neighborhood, uh, for those who don't know, um, is our most diverse community within the Twin Cities area. But they also mm-hmm. suffer from the highest rate of pollution. Mm-hmm. Um, for generations, they've been suffering from. They've got like an insane rate for asthma, and there's been people dying of. Um, uh, respiratory complications because of the pollution they experience. Yeah. And it's just something that a lot of people don't talk about. And like you're saying, a lot of these people don't have the resources or opportunity to move elsewhere. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's not about these people choosing to suffer here. So choosing to live here, it's about, they, they don't have any other options and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of systemic reasons that lead to that. Um, but the government continues to neglect them. Um, there, there's, there's a massive warehouse that's up for bidding right now, and the, the government wants to tear it down and build a, another industrial plant that would further yeah. the pollution that's currently existing, which is already astronomically high there. Um, yeah. But the, the community, they established what they call the East Phillips Neighborhood Institute, um, came together and raised a bunch of money and proposed a bid to, the, to buy the, this warehouse and turn it into a green initiative that would have like oh. solar panels and it would have uh, an urban farm and it provide jobs for the community and so many different uh, just little benefits that would not only cut back on the pollution, make the area more green, but also just mm-hmm. like reinvest into the community. And what yes. the city has done is continue to slightly outbid this nonprofit organization because their resources yeah. are a lot limited. So um, that's something that just like a lot of people don't even talk about right now. And it's just, yeah just infuriating to see what the city is continuing to neglect these people and um, further the environmental harm 
and the systemic racism that are implying through this um, environmental situation. So like you're saying, yeah. um, there's so many, so many different implications that sustainability has. It's not just about the environment, it's so much about the mm -hmm. people involved. Yes. Um, that is yeah. just one example. I that definitely think, yeah, it's, it's important to highlight that, that that sustainability can have a lot of classism attached to it. Cause I mean, when we look at things like that, cause there's a good, like even like when we see a co-op open in a new neighborhood, there's a good chance that that neighborhood is now going to get gentrified. Um, yes. So yeah. I mean, like my own, my I guess my question is, is like I, I don't I, I don't actually expect anyone to answer this in this group because this is a very <laughs> socioeconomic political question, um, and we are all yeah. white people, and we are not going we to be able are. to answer this question at all. Yeah. But my like when I see something like that, where it's like, oh, we're going to create this new warehouse for that creates jobs and all these other things. My only thing is, is I, it it doesn't necessarily wor it worries me in the sense that I'm worried that it's going to cause, like an increase in gentrification in that neighborhood. I know yeah. that, that neighborhood is <laughs> severely being beaten down by pollution. So it's more like, mm. we gotta get the pollution out of there before we can start to raise up anything. Cause if there's no healthy land, there's no healthy people, then there's no people yeah. to protect. Um, yeah. So I get that. Um, but I'm just saying, I just, I would like to put out that we're aware of like the fact that, you know, there are like being sustainable does come with a lot of privilege. Correct. It does. Yeah, because does. I mean like one of the things we talked about in the, in the, um, fashion one is that when like thrifting you know is supposed to be for families of low income but so much of the time they're working three or more jobs or two or more jobs that they don't even have the time to thrift that they can't mm -hmm. that they that they can't yeah. find the time to get out somewhere and 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 pick out clothing um so it's very it's very hard because a lot of because you know capitalism takes up time and money and environment and resources and everything is just kind of and like, happiness and we happiness um no but i appreciate so much spencer that you mentioned the intersectionality of yes. sustainability and while that does sound like a buzzword sometimes but like it when you look at like what you actually mean by it so 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 important and i appreciate mm -hmm. so much that you like highlight that and that it's even on your brain as you're going through all of these motions to kind of make the world a better place i don't know so yeah. hell yeah we yeah. stand. Um, so I guess we're going to kind of move on to talking about, so you, you know, you're not just the president of, of, of Net Impact, um, and you're not just a student at the University of Minnesota. You're all, you're, you, you have another hat that you wear, which is that and you it is? Of, <laughs> which is you have your own small business, right? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we're both, both very extroverted people. We both mm -hmm. love thrifting, uh, love sustainability and love uh just fashion so it kind of just yeah. all melded together and we're like let's do it and there's so many people there's so many freaking cool people that we've met through thrifting but the minneapolis like vintage and thrifting community it's so vibrant which is i had yeah. no clue but oh, we've wow. met so many people whether it's customers or other sellers um good shit yeah. i'm looking at your instagram it's really well put together Lucas is Thank fully you. checked out of the I'm interview. Gonna, yeah, so you can I'm going to start shit. buying shit from you guys. Uh, <laughs> literally. Anyway, yeah. Big learning process on how to, you know, frame products, how to sell products, what prices mm -hmm. to sell, or what kind of products. Uh, but we're learning every week. And the cool thing about it is, like, there's no expectations. We're just going to do our yes. best. Yes. How, how long have you guys been doing it? Oh, uh, I think the pop-up was uh, October, last October, October of 2020. Amazing. And we've been doing weekly drops ever since. 
Yeah, so, I love it. And so <laughs> the I know like a lot of people have issues with people who do like upcharge a lot for thrifting stuff. So would you say your prices are pretty reflective of like what you would see in a thrift store? Obviously there's like shipping and stuff that like you completely yeah. have the means to like charge for. So I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? How do you go about that? Uh it's it's such a fine line because we created this this business on like the the goal of sharing what's possible through thrifting and like sustainability. Um, but at the same time, like you don't, you don't want to just be doing all this for, you know, for you got to, exactly. Right? Yeah. You're putting so much time and energy into it. Like I, you deserve something yeah. back from it. Yeah. So um, in that aspect, like we try to keep a good variety, like obviously a lot of the Patagonia stuff, um, Ooh. You, you, it, it's just naturally worth a lot more. And a lot of it for is sure. like buy it for more um but in the as in the light of like we're still gonna sell it for such a price that's way under retail that it you know mm -hmm. it's worth it's it at that point expensive. no matter what yeah yeah i mean we have, yeah. no 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 go for it spencer my bad i was just gonna say like we try to have so many sales too where like things are either five or ten dollars mm -hmm. so like still saying very affordable it also I seems like that. you guys do a thing where you give away a free item for you have some items that you give away for free depending on like if you buy a different item or something, right? That's a, yeah, yeah. Um, you can check out our story highlight. I don't know how much is on there right now, but every now and then we'll we have a little story highlight that's labeled free and mm -hmm. a bunch of items on there. <laughs> I don't know how stocked it is right now because they kind of fly because they are free, but okay. um, yeah. whatever you make, like you can this, grab a free item. This would 100% be like $70 on Depop. Yeah, like this would 100% be $70. Oh, I've, seen, I've seen this for $70 on Depop, and you're selling it for $8. <laughs> That's amazing. What the fuck? And then what is this? This is a Tommy Hilfiger sweater for $12, which yes. easily 30 on Depop, because I bought Tommy Hilfiger sweaters on, on Depop. <clears throat> and also shorts. Ooh. Ooh, I like the jorts that are, that are there. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting yeah, distracted. Yeah, he's fully fucking checked out. But anyway, <laughs> let's focus on this. Um, <laughs> amazing. I, I mean, yeah, this is really cool. It's really well well done. I mean, would you say that your your majors kind of coincide to to help push this business mm. forward? Would you say? Yeah, um, we're both. We both have a marketing major. We're both studying other things, but. So the marketing aspect, learning how to like promote stuff and get your get your brand out there, that's been mm -hmm. a big thing. Um, art, just like framing products. I didn't realize how hard creating like image posts, and I suck at it still, mm -hmm. but I'm learning. Um, but creating Love it. Google posts, <laughs> so hard to do. Um, uh, we also do like customs, so we'll do like some embroidery stuff. For example, um, I got this this hoodie <gasps> embroidered. Um, we, we'll do some really like cool. bleach dye stuff, some some tie dye stuff. Uh, some Emma has started to do some sewing. She just bought a sewing machine, so like a lot of cool what stuff the happening fuck? there. Wow. Um, but yeah, Have you, that's uh, really fucking cool. Has it been successful for you guys? Um, yeah, I would say it's been largely successful, and I know that's a very subjective um, measure. <laughs> oh, for but, sure. Like we, I have I have fun with it. And um, I, I think that other people have fun buying. So like, yeah, that that's enough for me. I, I mean, Lucas, 
Lucas is clearly having fun on yeah, your I Instagram. Up, so I looked up at the account or at the screen at all. I've just been scrolling through their Instagram. So you've succeeded. <laughs> we love it. You have eight, you have 800 <laughs> followers. You've you got a good ratio. Yeah, damn. Oh my God, yeah. the ratio check. Oh my God. <laughs> As if we all really oh, cared about that. Absolutely. So that is just so fucking cool. So I just saying, like can't get over it. Yeah. You run it with someone else, you said, right? <laughs> so do you want to talk about a little bit uh, who your co your co owner is and what you how you guys work together? I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other girl I, I I did this with her name is Emma and we've been friends since freshman year, and it was her who approached me with the idea, and I'm I know I'm not I'm not even guessing, but I know there's been a lot of times where um, we've butted heads with like just ideas and how to operate and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was nice being friends at the start. So we have like that, you know, that just shared foundation. Like it's, yeah. it's just like business, not the end of the world. But yeah. uh, right. she's cool. Um, she, like I mentioned before, very extroverted. So she knows a lot of people um, that have that bought up from us. Um, and she has, I think what's so cool is as, a, as like the one that runs this is to be able to incorporate like your vision, um, not necessarily force it on people, but like, this is what I think is cool. And then be able to share with people. And so she's got a very um, individual, individualistic um, sense of fashion, which I think is sweet. And she's able to incorporate that through like custom works and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. um, shout out Emma. if She (laughs) We love it. Shout out. I don't know. Gemma, do you have anything you want to add or? No, I just think it's so fucking cool that, like upon all of that you're studying and all of that you're working for like it's actually happening and like you have some concrete things to show for it and it kicks ass and i i'm really impressed so hell yeah well i mean this is you can now for however long hopefully not too long um can say 10 minutes (laughs) you you can you can promote whatever you want to promote your own instagram the instagram net impact whatever you want where to follow follow you and all that stuff if you want right at this moment in time right now oh okay uh rolling up the red carpet um okay (laughs) i mentioned you can hit us up on instagram under blue tuesday thrift uh we do weekly drops on tuesday uh we try to cover bunch of different items so check that out um net impact you can find us on a few different things whether that's facebook or instagram it's just net impact umn and that's pretty much if you're looking to incorporate um, more sustainability or just socially driven life within your individual lifestyle or within your career in education um, i think it's a great platform and i think it's so applicable to so many different individuals so if that's something that interests you um, check us out as well but that's all I got. Cool. Thanks Love for having it. me on. Yes, thanks, Spencer. You're a great guest. I really enjoyed Seriously. listening about all your insight and then hearing about your little business. That's so awesome. We stand. Um, we stand, yeah. Cool. <laughs> thanks for everybody tuning in. We don't know if we have a topic for next week, so we're not going to give you that little know. hint. We should have said in the last episode, we knew what we were doing today. Oh, my God. That's dumb. We're doesn't matter. We're stupid as Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Um, it'll be fine. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved Spencer as much as Lucas and I clearly did. And we are excited to talk to you again next week. See ya. Big Pod on Campus is brought to you by a small team from Studio U. Hosted by Lucas Levin and Gemma Keeler. 
edited by Hank Berger and Keaton Knapp, written by Alexander Denniston, and produced by Hallie Fodness. Our website is studioumn.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Studio UMN and our Facebook and YouTube at Studio U. Thank you for listening to The Big Pod on Campus. Tune in every Monday for new episodes.